Hello, Starlight. Welcome to Astrologize It. This is a podcast for anyone who wants a practical explanation of astrology with easy application to everyday stuff. We are your guides and co-hosts on this stellar journey. I'm Steve. And I'm Julia. Grab your apple cider and blankie and join us for our last episode of season one, celebrating Libra season. Woohoo! We made it! We did! Oh my gosh. Here we are. We've made our way all the way around the Zodiac Wheel. We have, and we have a special guest with us today, Julia, tagging along. We have my person, my boo, my partner, and soon-to-be husband, Robert. Oh my gosh, that's so fun to hear. I know, right? (laughs) Being Libra season, uh, and because Libra is associated with partners and partnerships and commitments it makes a lot of sense for us to have a partner on here so right and actually we were thinking uh when this episode probably launches we will already be married that's true which is really exciting (laughs) i know really exciting so um part of why we wanted to do this episode the way that we are is because libra is one of those signs that gets a really bad rap for being shallow, petty, surfacey. It, there's a lot of really meme mean memes out there about mm-hmm. libra. And so Steve and I were talking about how Libra is one of the signs that we have learned the most from. Uh so we wanted to celebrate the lessons that we've learned from Libra. And a lot of those lessons have to do with being in relationships. Oh, don't I know it. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I almost mean, everything, almost everything you learn in life is, is through a relationship one way or another. It's true. Well, and one of the things that Esther Perel talks about is that the quality of our lives are determined by the quality of our relationships. So as a professional reader, I often have a lot of people come for astrology readings or tarot readings, and they're almost always really embarrassed to say that they are talking about love issues or relationship issues. Like they're ashamed that they're doing something so basic. And I'm always like, oh, this is probably the most important part of your life we definitely should talk about this this is not a surface thing yeah not at all no Hmm. where do you think that shame comes from julia like the, Um... the shame of walking into a space and talking to a stranger about what you may not want to talk to your friends about i think there is a movement right now of people feeling like they should be really independent, uh, that they shouldn't need others, that um, I think we've gone from, uh, especially I see this um, in women in particular, um, this idea that uh, we should be bold and independent and not need um, another person to feel like a whole person, but it's gone whoop too far to the point where we act like being in love or caring about other people is trivial. Mm-hmm. And that actually bad. fits really well into what's happening in the sky right now. Tell us, what's going on, Julia? Well, we are getting ready for eclipse season. That means that we're about to have some pairs of lunar and solar eclipses, which happens at least four times a year. 
Um, it can happen. We have four to seven eclipses every year, and we're about ready to go through a few of them. And they are each going to happen in uh, the sign of Aries and Libra. So that's kind of the two signs that are at play during eclipse season this year. So the, that just means that we have we have two faces of the same coin, right? That's right. Yes. Axes in astrology are the signs that are on opposite sides of the wheel. So here in Libra season, the opposite side of the wheel is Aries. So those two signs tend to be signs that have very similar values. They have very similar concerns, but they go about it in opposite ways. And when we have an eclipse, that means that the bigger life lessons of these signs are really at play. Okay. Could you could you provide an example? I would love to. So when we think about Libra, we talk a lot about relationships. Who am I when I'm with another? Who are we? Aries is very much about me. I survive. I'm a loner. This is who I am. Uh, so you can see the dichotomy of Aries and Libra is very me versus we. Mm, mm -hmm. Who am I? Who are we? And those are the signs and, uh, who are the planets in play then? Mars and Venus are the two planets at play there. Okay. So we, we're in, we're in eclipse season. Oh my yeah. gosh. The penumbra it's coming. Uh, <laughs> beware the penumbra <laughs> i just love that word um so how how can how can we navigate eclipse season and and what what are some of the themes that that are going to be floating about right so you'll see a lot of stuff around how to navigate eclipse season and when it comes to the practical side of eclipse season i always say just make sure you're getting plenty of rest because a lot of people get extra tired during eclipse season. Um, eclipses have to do with really, really big issues. So you often don't see what it has to do in your individual life. You probably, unless something is really hitting your chart exactly, you're not going to feel a huge shift on the day other than just being kind of worn out with the like universal life lessons that are being dealt with right now. So right now we're dealing with all of this Aries versus Libra. And I've been thinking a lot about this. And this might be an important part of like your entire relationship is this sort of a question. <laughs> who am I versus who are we? Um, so I'm going to pick your brains on this. How has your journey been, the two of you, in figuring out who am I versus who are we? I mean, I can start off with that, I guess. I'd love you to. Yeah. Yay, me. <laughs> um, and that's actually part of the journey is the yay, me factor, honestly, for me. Um, it's been a lot. First of all, it's been wonderful. But oh, thanks. Yeah, it's been a really good balancing act because I feel like the more that we develop the we of our relationship, I am also developing the me of myself. Mm -hmm. Um, because the more time I spend with you and 
critically analyzing and working toward what we want together in our relationship, mm-hmm. I am forced to analyze myself and what my drive is, who I want to be in that. Um, so I think that it's kind of been that balance act that has helped me move forward as a stubborn earth sign that likes living in caves underground. I, I mean, as as much <laughs> as you love living underground, you also still love working through things too and then i i have to agree like the finding self with another person it has been such an interesting way to navigate Mm -hmm. i'll I'll say Mm -hmm. because i have yeah i've definitely grown more into myself settled into my skin however you want to say it um because i have found a place of peace within the home that we we have created together so being able to <laughs> be a be a messy puddle and then still feel loved even if you have zero energy because you've been at work all of this stuff like navigating all of the crunchy sides to life has has allowed more flexibility yeah. It sounds like um you're talking a little bit about the Libra archetype you could say of the the mirror. So one of the the little sign for Venus is the circle with the cross on the bottom and mm-hmm. a number of astrologers have talked about how that is also a hand mirror and that's kind of a symbol for Venus is the mirror where when you look in the mirror you can be unkind you can see your flaws you can overlook your flaws um, but then when you have a partner who's reflecting and acting like that mirror back to you uh it's you have to stay a lot more accountable yeah yeah and i i'm, I'm curious what you're gonna say say about this but i have definitely found myself like re-examining a lot of my behavior and then uh, the circle back of like, ooh, okay, so I have to acknowledge something. I was feeling this, and, uh, and then I reacted this way. Not my best self, not exactly what I wanted to do. Um, and like the accountability of like, oh, crap, I think I might have accidentally like given you a paper cut with this reaction with this response or whatever like can I, I need to mend this now so it's uh yeah it's it's been kind of like a diplomatic situation but also learning how to be a diplomat how to how to negotiate how to not compromise I don't necessarily like that word but it's it yeah it goes to the n- negotiations mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. definitely that's a beautiful Libra keyword too is negotiations um, I also think though it's there's a positive side of it too. We're a part of like what I talked about before. We're in this independent. I do things on my own. Um, and I love myself for me, and I don't need anybody else to love me to love myself, which is good. Um, but sometimes we need that Libra mirror to be able to see ourselves through our partner's eyes or through the eyes of people that love us because we're not kind to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And you you can't 
you can't make yourself see yourself kindly. Yeah, that's not something you can willpower your way through. Um, you, you can certainly try. Yeah, you can <laughs> certainly try, but it's going to be real, real hard. It's definitely much easier with somebody there alongside you to say, hey, stop being mean to my friend Steve like that. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 It's a thing you have to learn in relationship. That doesn't necessarily mean romantic, but yeah, another person kind of has to be there to hold your hand to me like, I don't see that. Are you like, telling me I'm a person who's lying to you? Or are you telling me that I'm a person who's <laughs> lost my mind? Like, right. no. I if, if you think that I am someone with good judgment and I love you, then maybe you could love yourself a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Oof, Julia, you, you hit you hit the big T. Trust. Trust. <laughs> uh, that's that's actually really really difficult to to work in as well. Um, I I don't think I was the best in relationship with trust, just within myself. Uh, you know, for for the longest time, I actually never trusted myself. Um, trust never trusted my actions because. I was I just had this poor concept of being a trustworthy person, even though from many, many, many angles, from many, many other people, learning how to trust self through others has been another big journey too. Mm-hmm. Of of like, oh, I I am actually yeah, a good person. I am actually a person <laughs> who cares about others. And you know, maybe, yes, there are, uh, I, I have a Libra pl- uh, placement, which is my my rising sign. So it's what I project into the world. It's what I kind of use as a default. Um, so like people pleasing or not, not putting myself first in a way that, that feels authentic has, has been a very Oof, a very big default for a long time. And, and this relationship has actually started shifting that feeling into a feeling of like, oh, I know the positive and I know the negative. I know when I'm like using my powers for good. And I know when I'm being lazy and mm-hmm. falling into old patterns. Yeah, that's that's been another lesson. Oh, yeah, that's that's been the big Libra lesson for this girl, too, because for so long, I considered myself to be other oriented um, and that I put other people first, that I'm interested in the concerns of others. I care about other people. uh, And a big realization has been, oh, (laughs) I'm just really codependent. Um, (laughs) the word codependent has fallen out of favor a little bit so some people will say entangled instead which I I really love that word of entangled where it's just I I don't know where you end and I begin and it's all a mess Um, Yeah. do you think of it more like roots Uh, my brain actually thinks of it more of like an octopus well we just watched Tangled yesterday so I have the image of just blonde hair wrapped up in all these different people and nobody can tell what's happening <laughs> or where it stops 
you know, where it begins. For me, I go to um, my flower essence background, and I think very much of like ivy mm. or a vine okay. that yeah. like looks like it's going straight up into the air, but it's not really. It's just entangled itself into something stronger all the way up. So it looks like it's getting height, but if it didn't have that other person, it would just flop over and, and fall to the ground. Mm-hmm. And not be able to go anywhere. So I do, I think of that for what entangled means. But I often see that what happens is there'll be two people that are entangled in one another. And they're both trying to look for the other for the support. And neither of them has a core structure. And then it just becomes a big tangly mess. You're just a tumbleweed. Yeah. <laughs> blowing through. So the big thing that Libra has taught me is that oftentimes um, being codependent looks like I'm all about you, but really it's I'm all about me. I act out of fear. I put you first. I'm always thinking about you. I'm always trying to keep you happy so that you don't turn around and hurt me, so that you don't turn around and leave me. It's, it's a way of manipulating and controlling another person to meet your needs. So it isn't actually about the other at all. When there's kind of an internal audit done, I have found for myself that I'm not constantly thinking about the other person. I'm constantly thinking about myself and how I can get that person to love me or get that person to feel a certain way about me. So it's not other oriented at all Mm -hmm. and i think that's a very libra trait and as i've been it's very venusian yeah and as i've been thinking about this i think the key word is we because it's not i'm all about me or i'm all about you it's i'm all about me or i'm all about we you always are a part of that equation there's Mm -hmm. never a you disappear in order to be healthy. I feel like that's a basis of human nature. It's the yeah. self-preservation aspect. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah it's that's that where... Mars. It's that Mars versus Venus. Yeah. Well, and that's where we can we can find some compassion for ourselves mm-hmm. in 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 this moment. If 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 uh we're observing ourselves and we're like, ooh, I have those tendencies. All right. Just take a take a little mental flashlight out, just put a spotlight on it. We don't need to judge it. We don't need to think anything of it. We don't need to bring shame into the mix. Because you have gotten yourself to this point with this tool. Yes. So like thinking of it as a skill, uh, this skill has kept you alive. It definitely kept me alive. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And so we we shouldn't judge something that has been such a useful tool. Now, what we can uh, start thinking about is, is this a useful tool for me to move forward? And do I want to kind of put this tool down and maybe pick up a new one? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or speaking of tools. (laughs) Oh, wait, what did you call me? Speaking of tools, uh, the glyph for Libra is 
a rather fascinating one. Steve, you love talking about the glyphs and the glyph for Libra. What this glyph looks like. Ooh, tell us Off what the, the glyph... top of my head. Right. I know what this glyph looks like. Describe the glyph. There is a single horizontal straight line, mm-hmm. and then hovering above it is a line that has a kind of hump in the middle, but mm-hmm. is otherwise also horizontal and parallel. What right. Do you, what do you see in that, Robert? If we're being totally honest, I see the warp pad and Mystic Quest from Nintendo back in the early 90s that gets you to a secret cave. Very specific, okay. That's how I know the crest. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) But I I believe it is intended to look like a set of scales. That's right. Yay. That's where it's a tool. Yes. It's the the glyph in the zodiacal wheel that is a tool instead of a person or a living being it's mm-hmm. it's a tool it's the only inanimate object yes <laughs> yes it's a technology and so i love this because you're talking about how this isn't working which to me is like well that it's unbalanced and we don't have to like throw out the tool we just have to like use it better or in a different way yeah 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 mm-hmm And I think that's so, because equality is such a big deal to Libra and things being equal and balanced. Uh, And that's, I think, in relationships, really important where it's not who's giving to who and who's taking away. Um, So I wanted to ask the two of you, how do you handle balance between me versus we in your relationship? What a brilliant question. <laughs> coming from coming from a, a Leo son, uh, the the me, of course, has always felt very self-preservation. So uh, there's there's a Christina Perry song out there. I do it for you, um, which kind of is a really good explanation of my motive, my past motivation of like, mm-hmm. I can't I can't do this for me but you know what i am i am willing to do this for you situation so but in in that i like that's not the greatest motivation to, yeah it's that to, sneaky me <laughs> yeah it's a sneaky me i was gonna say that's less i do it for you and more i do it for we mm-hmm. on that one which like, is yeah. self-serving doing it for you in theory but i know that it's also benefiting me so blank. right and, and I do it too. Feels like a <laughs> Grima worm tongue way of doing things. Yeah, uh, totally. Yeah. Worm tongue uh, is a great example of unhealthy Libra. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes a Rooney. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the oof, balancing the me and the we. Being okay with saying what is not me. Mm. Um, so... For example, I have done my darndest to be a gamer, and that's G-A-Y-mer, um, <laughs> and, and regain the, the love of video games and what I found it, like fun and exciting and exhilarating um, and, and tried to do that because uh, video games have been such a large part of, of Robert's life. And... 
So we're, we've we've tried this journey of video gaming together and the uh, the cycle that that typically happens is we get into a game and then Steve kind of like, ooh, finds a, a, a way to just be a little bored with it. And then Robert takes over and it's like, well, I'll just do, I'll just do these things for you. And I'll, I'll just do this. And then it ends up Robert playing the game 100% of the time. And then me not even engaging most of the yeah. time. And then like, it's, it's me answering questions like, do you want this tree here or over there in Animal Crossing or something <laughs> like that? And I'm like, I don't know. Like right now we're trying to kick off people on my island and I'm like, not invested because I have other things that I'm paying attention to, but I really want to like, it's, it's, it's finding the balance of like, okay, well, I do want to engage because this is important, mm -hmm. but also I have to be honest with myself of like, maybe this aspect of life is not as important to me, but I do find a lot of enjoyment watching him. Right. I find a lot of enjoyment spending time on something together. So it's, it's, it's taking away with those scales comes judgment. Yeah. Um, so like not only Virgo is is ruling judgment, uh, it's the justice card for Libra, correct? That's right. Yep. So it 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 will always be there, but like what is being just to myself in the moment, what is being just to him, mm -hmm. that creates the we. Right. Well, and Libra follows Virgo. So Virgo is all about, I'm not that. Libra comes around and is like, okay, well, that was a little too much of what we're not. Let, let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's maybe be open to finding some what we are. Um, yep. Which brings to opposites attract. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You were talking a little bit about the like, things we do for other people because we want to attract them. Um, and we often find that Esther Perel talks about the things that we are most attracted to our partners are the things that drive us the craziest about our partners after we've been with them for a while, because we tend to be attracted to things that are different than us and excite us and make us, come out of our shells a little bit and then over time it's the stuff we resent the most uh and that to me feels like a very libra concept too of like ooh, i'm attracted to this opposite oh no um so i wondered if the two of you would be willing to share some of the things that first attracted you and now are oh no's ooh. hmm I mean, I don't really have any that have turned oh no that I can think of right away just yet. <laughs> don't worry, I can help. You're too that. early. We, we've, we've got lots of time to develop the oh no portion of this exercise for sure. Um, do you have any off the bat? Steve pulls out a list. Let me consult page 33. Um, I think the biggest thing was in the beginning of our relationship, we were kind of courtship, like- Courtship, if you will. Courtship, beautiful. Um, the the like socialization happened a lot more. And then we hit a pandemic. Right. Um, <laughs> that kind of threw a wrench in all normal behavior. Yep. So we, we went through like what, uh, 
like social groups and going out to a bar with friends or like um like why do we why do we actually not like going out to this bar or meet like what is the energy that we we want to keep around us mm-hmm. so uh my myself just being a an introverted extrovert which i like to say i like to be around people but i want them to be my people Mm-hmm. So, uh, being alone for too long it does deplete me. So I do need someone to come be intense with me for like fifteen minutes, and that whoop, re re-energizes my battery. Um, and unfortunately, we we come to discover that anytime I get super intense around Robert, or I want to be intense with Robert, uh his brain doesn't function that way. And also it depletes him far quicker than rapidly. Like it, it is not an increase in my no, meter. It's it, such a suck. It's like opening the drain cap at the bottom and just letting it drain out. Right. Yeah. Oh. So we've uh-huh. learned how to tap the keg. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. Right. So we've learned how to tap the keg and, and a, a lot of our work in that department has been like, Hey, I really, really would like to talk about X, Y, Z. What would you be willing to talk about? And when you need to tap out, let's tap out, uh-huh. and we can we can come back to it or or what have you. So it's it's been an interesting, like instead of instead of like oh my gosh, why why aren't we hanging out with people? Why aren't we hanging out with scheduling her- you hermits? <laughs> <laughs> but Steve when you first met Robert were you uh attracted to his wanting to be with you and you alone was that something that was super attractive to you uh absolutely yeah like it was instantaneous where there was always this glimmer and it was like "Ooh, I get to see a glimmer how often can I see this glimmer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, uh, only I of... can bring it out <laughs> right <laughs> yes so and then unfortunately uh for a little bit once you like once we started living together and um being around each other every damn day like it's hard to like find that glimmer or for a reason to like have that glimmer and then you don't trust the glimmer when mm-hmm. it happens and you're like I'm a garbage human stop looking at me <laughs> but it it <sighs> definitely um stop being mean to my friend Steve like that well, <laughs> and then Robert I'm curious about if you were attracted to Steve's intensity at the beginning probably because I mean, realistically, you shared some deep, dark secrets on literally the first time we hung out. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. Like, it's Hi, like I'm Steve, here's my dark past. How are you doing? If yes. you can't, you definitely can't. It's like the episode of Bob's where Sergeant Bosco comes in to Linda's speed dating and he's like, you're doing it wrong. The best way to do it is to tell the worst thing about yourself. And if the other person doesn't just get up and run away, you're compatible. <laughs> I mean, I don't suggest that for everyone. Yes, it's true. Some people are really good at 
staying put for long periods of time <laughs> yeah well and and i've i've learned about myself where it's like oh right not every human needs to go there on the first date right right uh and and uh you'd think from from this way of approaching things we'd have like zero things to learn about each other uh at year five that is not true that is incorrect we have so much still to like learn and unpack about each other and ourselves and that's actually what kind of helps fuel the fire and and is what's exciting and like it it gives me that percolatey feel yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and I've been with my partner for 15 years and there are still days where I'm like I live with a stranger I don't know this human at all (laughs) well and and to that it's like it's part of our work to examine ourselves and if we're not willing to examine parts of ourselves we can't actually bring them out to reflect in that mirror Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and that's been the other Libra lesson I've learned is that through my needing to conquer the sneaky me I haven't had the curiosity to actually dig into the other person because I've been so busy protecting myself and I robbed myself in some ways of years of getting to do that digging, which again, Libra is like, come on, babe, Mm -hmm. ask some questions, get curious. Libra's an air sign. But, but curious of what, like what specifically because Gemini is like the curious one. Yeah, I think Libra's curious too. Libra's What's not the motivation. Gonna... What's the motivation though? Who are we when we're together? Oh, okay. What is our chemistry? I I think mm. Libra wants to know about chemistry more than the other air signs do. It it wants to because it's the cardinal. It's the like let's kick off something new. It's like so I'm interested in the chemistry. Mm-hmm. And I I think about improv in particular. I think Libra is like such a good improv sign because it won't say no to anything directly. It'll play along and then try to shape the narrative or shift the narrative. And that's a very a very Libra thing where it's like, yes, I'll play with you. Now, what are we doing? How are we changing things now that we're playing together? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. How can I influence this? So how do you yes and each other? What a beautiful question. Thank you so much for asking. <laughs> you know, I feel like there's a lot of ways we yes and each other. Mm-hmm. Um, immediately popping to mind is just food planning sometimes. That's what I, that's what my mind um, because we have a beautifully built pantry that we've been working really hard on and like our list of all the meals that we can make with all the beautiful things we have. And then we look at the list sometimes and we're like, not a one of those sounds interesting to either of us. Or like, <laughs> I, maybe I'll pitch something on there and Steve will be like, yes, that's a really great meal idea. And I think it'll be great for tomorrow. But right now, let's maybe do blank. And so like around food in particular for us, there's a lot of yes ending Mm -hmm. where I'm not going to say no to what you said per se. I'm just not feeling it right now. Let's try this. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, going back to that the me portion of the of mm-hmm. of the combo. So if it's the if it's the Venn diagram to to bring a visual to it, uh, if if a suggestion is thrown out in the middle, like food, dinner, it's like awesome. I go over to the the me section of of the circle and be like, okay. Do you have the energy reserves to actually put the effort into making this dinner? Do you actually want to eat this? Do you actually want to put the energy aside to be social in this way? Like, uh, that's more of a you thing. Yeah, uh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> so I, I get the, I get the yes ands when it's a social situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we we get to explore the boundaries of each individual thing. Yeah. It's always about, it like comes back to the energy. Like where's our battery at and being able to, the, I think the yes and uh, in, in our relationship and maybe most um, is, is that the check-in it's like, yes, I want to do that. Maybe I can't right now. It's literally just like the glance down at the fuel gauge in the car while you're driving. Yeah. Just like, where are we at? Okay, we can't make it that far. Cool. Mm-hmm. Like Temperature. Take the temperature. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> you you cool cats are getting married. And cool Libra. You, <laughs> Libra is associated with the seventh house of relationships and marriage. Marriage um, what brings us together. It's what brings you together. And in ancient Greece, what brought you together were social contracts uh, mm. that everybody wanted because that was how the world works. And so we make a social agreement. This is the non romantic part of libra and venus that i find fascinating that's often overlooked is how venus rules social acceptability and not rocking the boat Mm. i feel like that comes with diplomacy it does it does and the value of not rocking the boat and keeping society pleased Mm -hmm. and i know that for the two of you Keeping society pleased with your relationship has not necessarily been uh, a value of yours. Um... (laughs) But gee, what do you mean? (laughs) So why marriage? Why marriage? You know, uh, it's one of those things that it, it is a symbol and it's uh, it is a contract for sure, in the legally binding way, but also in the sense that it has much more connotation, much more cultural significance than that. Um, For me, it's kind of like just tying a rope around you. I know, right? Yeah, we're going Uh, there, Pete. And uh, just (laughs) like having that- I know, right? <laughs> Rated R for your hearing pleasures. Ooh, that's a different ASMR thing. Anyway, okay, lasso. Back to the lasso. So it's like a lasso of energy and connection, connectivity that I have to you. Mm-hmm. Um, that is unseen, not physically tangible in any way, mm-hmm. but just in the act of 
marrying you creates that bond for me. Mm. Interesting. I, oh man, I, I love that we actually have similar ideas because mine, I, I think tethered is a good word um, for, for a lot of my exploration and like personal journey and all of that stuff, like practicing yoga and uh, reading up on other, other philosophies and spiritual practices or things like that. Uh, learning detachment mm. uh, is is something interesting to to bring into a relationship because uh, the the worst thing <laughs> that you can tell your partner that I have definitely told Robert is like all things end. <laughs> nope. <laughs> there's nope. there's gonna be an end to this one way or another. Um, my personal hope is that like I'm in the ground first. Sorry, babe uh but like the 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 attachment and the detachment all all in once that that beautiful paradox um but my my brain goes to as a being with with all the fire all the fire not a lot of earth tethering me to this to this plane uh it is it is a oof it is a feeling of of being able to be held. Yeah. So it is it is a mm, I like being tethered to you. Hmm. <laughs> Energetically. Yeah. And not. <laughs> but also not. Um so Steve, you had mentioned that you'd felt uh, a, a shift happen once you all made it like concrete okay we're actually doing this we're actually making a legal commitment um are you up for sharing what that was all about for you oh i'm i'm not even certain i'm i'm fully fully finished uh analyzing or or processing but yeah let's 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 uh let's let's try to go there um yeah the the shift that i felt was was more so as an anxious person um i have been on a journey for peace um i'm sure that is a a feeling many of us want to feel um and where where can i find peace what my my answer right now has has kind of shifted towards is is the home so i can always come back to home that is my bubble of love that is where i can be my most authentic self 100% of the time regardless what what is going on and then the the idea of Hmm. husband was was a word that I observed a lot more um and and what what that actually means like partner person boo like there there are plenty of words that that we can associate with our significant other um 
But in a way, it is the most beautiful and the biggest middle finger I can give. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to add on in the LGBTQ sense, the word husband has even more connotation with it because it's something that has not been available mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. and is still and is still quite under question yeah. under fire across the country and the world mm-hmm. um there are still many places where just saying the words i am gay you can be sentenced with death which is terrifying and awful yeah so being able to soonly call you my husband has some added weight with it of everyone who fought for that before it it's a connection to past yeah uh and honoring the ability to do it as well so um yeah that thank you that yeah the the Linking us to, it's, it sounds very Pisces, linking us to everyone before who couldn't, everyone forward who desires to, and everyone current who is. Mm-hmm. Um, it, who is bound by the social contract. I'm not, I'm not saying that it, it must be specific to religion. Um, the social contract of, of two people who have agreed to be the foundation of something together. Mm-hmm. So uh, going back to like Candide, make our garden grow, build the house, chop the wood, bake the bread. Uh, it is, my, the shift has been, I I do these simple acts because I honor us. Mm-hmm. So when I would, do the dishes and be like, okay, well, I'm doing it for you now. You get to do it for me tomorrow. <laughs> like yeah. that's not a social contract that that is, well, I mean, it is, but it's not the one that I want to perpetuate. It's the, I do this for love. And this is the living and breathing organism that we have created together. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, thanks. Well, congrats, guys. And thank you. Thank you. Congrats getting married. And if any of our listeners are like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy for Steven Robert. And how can I say thank you? Uh, And congratulations. Um, Make a donation to Trevor Project. Make this a possibility for as many kids as possible. Yeah. Robert, could you tell us a little bit about the Trevor Project? Absolutely, I can. Uh, Trevor Project is an organization here in the United States, and it's working on, I believe it has expanded to Mexico now as well, um, on helping to be a lifeline, literally, for LGBTQ youth who are uh, contemplating suicide. So it's an organization that their entire purpose is to be there and be that support structure knowing that having one person who supports you can make a huge difference in the life of somebody considering. Mm -hmm. So it's always been important to me, even though I did not have that issue as much growing up. I grew up in a family that was very supportive once I actually came out to myself and beyond. Um, But I know how important that is for others. So it's really important 
to keep helping them help other people. So it's one of my favorite organizations to um, support and work along with. Awesome. That's thetrevorproject.org. Well, thank you, everybody, uh, for joining us for season one of Astrologize at the Podcast. Steve, would you like to give us some information about what we can expect in season two? Well, Julia, before we actually get to season two, we are going to be dropping episodes that will be kind of explaining some lingo and our our um, philosophies, I guess, behind it as well. We're going to be going through the elements, and then we're also going to be going through the modes before we get to season two, which will start with Aries in the spring. And season School's two, in session, kids. School is in session. And for season two, we will be reviewing our values through the seasons. The whole concept is, do our values shift when the seasons shift? We're, we're curious. So stay tuned. And stay shiny. Mm-hmm.